Good evening. It's been a few days. I've been having difficulties wanting to express. And uh, as you know by now, I am an explorer of things. And so I had to be in this inquiry with myself of why. Why is it that I don't want to communicate? Why is it that I have to be in silence? Well, something happened a week ago. My boyfriend's mother passed. And um, it was expected because she was ill. I connected with her or she connected with me, rather, before she left, before she passed. And um, it uh, shifted something in me. But she could communicate with me because I was already shifted. I was already open or more open than I would have been even just a month ago. With every step towards expansion that we take, expansion happens, actually happens. You are no longer the same person. You have enhanced yourself or expanded some features of yourself, some qualities, talents, skills, way of being something is expanded is different is shifted and so because i was in that already in that space of change this could occur and you know um i said it before, the only way for me to do this is by being fully authentic. I think the rawness and the amazement of this experience that I had was truly almost as if I couldn't admit it to myself. And therefore, for me to be authentic with you, I had to fully recognize it for myself as such. So... Remember, I had experienced a breakup a while ago, not too long ago, actually, a couple of weeks ago, and then a makeup. And then I talked about how this one of these patterns was, you know, that we were breaking up and making up, out, up, <laughs> out too, but up. And over, you know, it happened over eight years, several times. And we always found, seemed to found our way back to each other. We were each other's default. But there was this level of, oh, he can't be it. He can't be the one for me. Whereas for him, she's the one. She is the one for me. That was his attitude, right? So when I did have the revelation a few weeks ago on a Sunday when I realized that 
he was there for me over this past eight years, pretty much in all the most important moments or very important moments of my life, if not the most important ones, but some significant ones that I chose to be with him with. So all that to say that the first time I met his mother was several years ago. I want to say maybe six, seven years ago when, um, when we were together for the first time, the first time around. So for two years, two and a half years, we were together at that time. And then again, I saw her maybe one more time, maybe, a, you know, the next time we were together. And that's about it. Until last Friday when I was washing dishes and I had this experience of direct cognition inside my being uh, of uh, her contacting me. And she showed up. I could see her in my mind's eyes. She showed up the way I met her, uh, the way she looked when I met her. And uh, she basically claimed, you know, she said, my son is a good boy. Take good care of him. And then she communicated that she was okay. She was in good spirits. She was complete with life. She had lived the life that she chose and she was ready to go. And I had a great sense of peace, relief, um, gratitude, a huge sense of gratitude. Um, it was very humbling because on one hand, you know, I thought, wow, she made a point of getting in touch with me while she was still, you know, um, she was un, uh, she was unconscious for the last few hours of her life because she fell in a coma. And before she fell in a coma, she was not responsive. She was still there, but she was not responsive really. And so for her to take the time for her, for her being to take a time, I mean, the, we say the time, but to make contact with me was very important for me, for, for her, obviously. And I suspect for me as well, since, um, she entrusted me, so to speak with her son. You know, that is a commitment. And it, um, it felt good. It felt like I was um, approved for something. Then she passed. Um, she wanted to see the sunrise one more time. So she passed at 6.45 a.m. in the morning the next day. And um, it's, you know, we're not sad. And there was this 
there still is this sheet, this a little bit of a, I call it a sheet, a sheet of maybe, maybe there is a little bit of sadness, but I think there's just more like a space. I feel like I needed to create space for her to just, you know, maybe say goodbye to life in her own way, uh, even though the body is no longer breathing and alive. And I needed to process this in my way. And it's not always that easy to actually put words on feelings or on an experience. It's not, uh, it's, it's not easy. We're not, this is, this is all new. Every time we go through a new experience that literally creates, you know, basically new neurons start firing and new neural pathways are being created. You can bring stuff from the past, but it is a new experience. And so it's like actually processing this new experience and integrating it takes time. Sort of like when you download a new app, your phone has to give it a test run, right? It may work perfect from the first time, but you know, you kind of have to download it first to put it on your phone. The same way you, every time you learn something new or you change something like a behavior, the reason we have to repeat it, do it over and over and over again is because it's like a program. You have to download it completely. And sometimes the downloading do does happen once you, once the, the, the new behavior wants to be there, if you want to integrate a new behavior, let's just say waking up at 6 a.m. in the morning and working out, you actually have to take the action to do that. It's not going to happen automatically. You know that, right? You're going to kick and scream. But the reason you kick and scream and don't want to do it is because there is no pathway yet created. You're walking in the forest where there is no pathway. So you're like, oh, my God, where do I go? I don't want to, right? But you do. You want to learn that discipline. You have to do it. So sometimes we actually have to train the mind. Not sometimes. A lot of the times we have to train the mind to do the things that we want it to do. And consistency is really something that we struggle, most people struggle with. Keeping a behavior over and over again. If you look at the athletes, that's really what that is. It's consistent behavior, training, running, wrestling, whatever it is, swimming, skiing, whatever it is that you're doing, it's a, it, it, it's a repeated action. Practice makes master. That's exactly how it is. So if you want to get to reach your goal, whatever that goal is truly, 
whether it's in business, whether it's in school, maybe you want to build something, whatever the bigger picture of that is, you want to get married to your the soulmate of your life and your twin flame or whatever, however it, you express it for yourself, right? If there are other pieces of the puzzle, such as taking care of your body, honoring your word, um, telling the truth, those things, they need to start and be implemented as well. So basically I'm talking about integrity all around because you're going to have, this is how you build a sense of victory, a sense of success, right? You do, you start doing the things that you want to do or that you said you, that you were going to do. Because listen, every time you don't do it, you're beating yourself up, you're lowering your frequency, you basically put yourself in a corner quite quite literally, or even just metaphorically. And every time you beat yourself up for something and you, your frequency lowers, you, you basically take a step back and your whole system learns to take a step back and you start discouraging yourself more and more. That's pretty much how you talk yourself into victory or you talk and success, or you talk yourself out of it. So I really I really see how I do like sharing or maybe I just process out loud but with every processing, my processing, somebody else might be processing as well. We, we all have some sort of wound or trauma or experience that we share with others in terms of how it felt. There's a level of relatedness that, um, you know, stories can do. Um, can can create a healing through the stories. Um, music is very, very healing because if you hit certain chords, like I heard someone say, a D minor can make me really cry. I don't know. I have no notion of how D minor is because I'm just not good with that. But I read music in a different way than that. I hear it and my whole body vibrates if it is the right frequency for me. So we vibrate with music. We, we are on the same frequency with that particular sound. Your body has a sound or can have different sounds. You're vibrating. There's a buzzing around you because your energy does that, even though it doesn't sound like anything. 
So I uh, went all over the place with that. But basically, it seems like this week I'm uh, recalibrating myself after after an experience that really changed something in me. I did go to see her. After I had that vision of her, I went to see her the next day. And actually it was the same day, later in the day. Yeah, it was just a few hours later. And that was interesting too. It seems like we always want to understand everything, have an explanation for everything. Where sometimes you just take it in and maybe you get it on some level that cannot even be expressed on. Like there's no words that can say that. It's just understanding of it. I don't know. It seems like I'm not making much sense, but maybe I do. Thank you for listening. I wanted to share one more thing with you. I um, Two things, actually. Um, I watched uh, this uh, documentary film called Aware. Oh, it was absolutely marvelous. I do recommend it on Amazon for purchase. I think it's $4.99 uh, for rent, sorry. Um, it's really, really worth it. Um, it's uh, science and nature and spirituality. It's our life. It's our universe. It's our planet. It's about the love and the communication between us. It's about touching higher consciousness. And um, I... Uh, Interestingly enough, I get the newsletter from a uh, singer and artist, actress, by the name of Carrie Manolakos. Clearly, she's originally Greek based on the last name. But my point is, I've been getting her newsletter for the past 10 years. And the reason I was getting them is because I think I met her on my on a visit in uh, Washington DC many years ago and I was visiting a friend and so I she said she was going to come to LA and I said great you know I'd love to come to your show and and we didn't really nothing came of it but I kept up with her by email sort of well I do want to say that her songs just I, I listened to one of their song um, I watched her short very short documentary called Metanoia Metanoia is a change of mind and I watched it, it was very um, I liked that it. it was very moving too so my point is her voice is just touched by touched by God and angels. It's just marvelous. So um, 
that's a way that we that's how we communicate on higher levels it's frequency it's sound and even you know when sound bundles up it becomes silence and it's the all-encompassing just like the rainbow so thank you for listening until next time i am the muse good night Thank you.